welcome back to Write Dammit with me, Zoe Richards, your host. This is the podcast for writers of all kinds who maybe get stuck with your writing. This podcast will help you get unstuck and help re-motivate you so that you get the writing done. Episode 21. And I want to ask the question this week, why are we more focused on the outcome than the experience? What I mean by that is that we get really focused on having a book deal or having our book out there in the bookshops, being able to hold a real copy of our book more than we focus on the experience of writing, the process of writing, the practice of writing. As a result, product seems to become much more important than process and practice. Let's delve into that a little bit deeper, because I think this is a really interesting area to look at. The first point that I think is important for us to establish is that there's no such thing in writing as an overnight success. We may never have come across that person before, but it doesn't mean that they haven't been focusing on the process and practicing their writing. There's very few people out there, I believe, who could write their very first novel without practicing anything and just get an agent, get a publishing deal literally straight away. I think that's going to be a very rare person to be able to do that if they exist at all. What we need to be thinking about is the fact that practice outperforms success every single day. The time and effort we put into practice is going to help us to improve daily, whereas success isn't going to be a daily occurrence. So practice will always outperform success. And our successes from that practice help us to get better at the process of writing. I think one of the things that I got caught up in right in the early days was that writing was about an end product. Because I couldn't necessarily get there, I would always struggle around the 20k mark. I couldn't write much more than 20,000 words. But I was still focused on, I wanted to have a published novel. I wanted to have something that I could hold in my hands and say, I did this, I wrote this. But I wasn't putting in the time, the effort, the hours that it takes to be able to write better. Now, that's not saying we've got to put in masses of hours. It's not about that. But we definitely need to put in the right kind of hours. I find in a work context that I'm probably productive for about 50% of a day. And then the rest of the day, I'm reducing in the level of productivity. So if I'm aiming to have the product, the outcome at the end of the day, the chances are I needed to have done it first thing in the morning because that's the way that I will be able to say, yep, did that, managed to take that one off the to-do list because my productivity will drop as I get more and more tired. So this isn't about telling you you've got to put in loads of hours. I don't work well in that way and I'm sure you're the same as me. It's about using the time that we've got for writing in the best way possible, because we know that writing is not about an end product. Obviously, once we get a publishing deal, I'm not there yet, but I'm sure once it becomes that more of a business, it's a commercial thing that I'm doing, and there's a publisher requirement to put out a book every, I don't know, six months, year, I'm not sure what the the requirements will be of me yet, but 
if we're in that business of writing, then it changes. But by then, we should have put in a lot of time and effort to develop. So a lot of effort into that process and practice over product. The other thing I've noticed, though, in terms of product is that a lot of people seem to get hung up on what do you use to write? Do you use pen and paper, Word document, Scrivener? And, you know, there's many other things as well that you could list of what people use. Everyone always seems to get hung up on what do you use to write? That doesn't make me a better writer. I use Scrivener and I have to say that using Scrivener for me makes the process of writing easier because I can move chapters around. I can play around with what they call a cork board and I, I can use it to help me plot just as much as I can use it to help me write. But it doesn't make me a better writer. I would say that it's the process of writing that's helped me to become a better writer. So if practice is part of the process, then it's there to help us to improve. It's something we can use to, you know, write the rubbish. We can create something that later on we delete. It doesn't matter. But by doing that writing, we're practicing and we're improving. I'm writing a scene at the moment. So this is book two, although book one hasn't yet got a publishing deal. I'm writing book two as a standalone sequel so that I've got that in the bag in case a publisher says, and what else can you do? And I'm writing a scene at the moment. Can I tell you? It's absolute twaddle. It's rubbish. It's actually quite an important scene in the setup bit. I came to the idea of using this scene well after I'd written the early parts of the novel. And for some reason this last weekend, I decided that was the scene I was going to write. So I've started writing it, ready to go into that early part of the novel. And honestly, I am writing rubbish, but I need to get something down so I can get my head into why is this important in the plot. But alongside that, it's helping me get better at my writing. Allowing myself to write what I call deleted scenes means that, okay, I might delete it when I come to do the edit stage after the first draft. But right now, by writing that shitty first draft, writing something that I know that I can delete if I need to, it helps me to practice. I'm involved in the process of writing. Now, I'm finding this particularly important to me at the moment because I haven't got that publishing deal yet. If I purely focus on the product, then I think I'm going to lose something as a writer. I think I'm going to lose some of that enjoyment, the curiosity. I'm going to lose the discovery process that I really enjoy in writing. So it's really important for me to say it's okay to focus on the process and practice. Now, the thing with process and practice, it's open-ended. It can go anywhere. Anything can happen. We can improve a sentence, we can change a word, and we can start realising how critical certain words are to the sense of a sentence because we're allowing ourselves that open-endedness. This is something that's often used with children when they're in the early stages of learning, that the, there is an acceptance that they're focusing on that open-ended element that the practice is much more important than the product at the end. So, for example, if they're in an art class, simply getting paint or marks down on a piece of paper is far more important than having a finished masterpiece that can go on the walls when they, they've finished the piece of work. So we need to get into that same mindset. It's about taking ourselves back into the time when we were children 
Can you remember when you got your very first bike? I remember when I, well, I had mine handed down to me. I'm of the generations where everything was handed down and I was the second child. So it was all hand-me-down and I got my sister's bike. And I remember the training wheels being put on. I remember my dad holding onto the back of the seat. I never heard them saying, now get riding this bike so that you can ride in the Tour de France. Nobody ever said that to me at all. Actually, I'm not sure my parents were even aware of the Tour de France. But that aside, nobody was thinking about the product of me being a cyclist. Everyone was thinking purely about me being able to balance on the bike, take my feet off the ground, allow my dad to let go of the seat and let me just ride for, I don't know, 50 metres? Well, in those days, it was 50 yards, but not very far down our, our road. So that whole process allows us to practice and get better step by step by step. You can think of this in terms of children learning to walk as well. The number of times they try and pull themselves up to standing and then fall flat on their bottom and bounce a bit, pull themselves back up, have another go, pull themselves up, have another go. Why are we not like that when it comes to our writing? Why do we expect ourselves with our first completed novel to be able to get out there and create the outcome of a published book? It's almost like we're setting our sights so high. We're saying to ourselves right at the beginning, we're going to make you fail. You are going to fail at this big style and then never bother trying again. I don't know about you, but I don't want that. I actually do want to be able to learn, grow, develop as a writer. I do want to have that process and practice over product. I want this to be experience-led rather than outcome-led. I want to enjoy the experience of writing. And that's what I want for you. For you to be able to say, do you know, it doesn't matter if I get an agent. It really doesn't matter if I get a publishing deal. I honestly want to enjoy the process of writing. So I've got a little tip for you in amongst all of this. This is actually a coaching tip and it's what I use all the time. We look at things from a point of view of curiosity at the beginning. What's going on here? What do I know? What do I not know? What do I need to know? And then we can start to investigate. We ask questions. We delve deeper. We nudge the client along with an eyebrow rise at some points, not even asking a question or by making the statement of tell me more. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I'd like to hear more about that. Just being curious and investigative and keeping ourselves going with a loop of curiosity, inquisitiveness that leads to this investigative process, asking questions. So in writing context, if you're curious enough about the process, you can then start to understand what is it that you do well and what do you not do as well? What do you perhaps need to learn? And you can investigate that for yourself and you can find out what you're going to learn next. And how exciting is that, that you're following an experience of learning to write? Now, from that, we then discover. So if we're curious enough and if we do that investigation, we discover things about ourselves. We discover things about the story we're writing. Now, I found with writing both the stories that I've finished, the historical fiction novel that's not going anywhere until it's had a lot more work done on it, and also the one that's out on sub at the moment, with both of those, I found myself getting into a little bit of therapy. So for me, I will describe writing as being therapy for me. And I was 
delving deeper into issues that I needed to unpick for myself. So this focus on process and practice isn't only helping me to learn how to be a better writer, it's also helping me to learn more about myself. And I'm finding the more I learn about myself, the better my writing is coming. So that inquisitiveness, the curiosity and inquisitiveness of the process and practice of writing over the product is actually helping me on a personal level, just as much as it's helping me to create something that's really interesting as a novel. Well, I hope it's going to be really interesting as a novel for people. So my little exercise I want you to do is to ask yourself some questions as you go through this next week or two. So maybe at the beginning of this, I should have said to you, make sure you've got a pen and paper. So if you want to come back and re-listen to this, if you start at around about 12 minutes, you'll come back to these questions and you'll be able to jot them down. So the first question is, what do I know? You'll already know something about writing. You'll know something about the process and the practice that you're going through. What do I know? The next thing is, what do I not know? We need to understand those bits that we don't know. Sometimes we don't know straight away what we don't know. So unless we have that knowledge, how do we know what we don't know? I've mentioned in a previous episode about the levels of learning where we start off with an unconscious incompetence. And that's where we don't know what we don't know. And then the next stage is where we know what we don't know. Then we know what we know. And then finally, we get to a stage of full and complete unconscious, we don't know, competence, what we know. So we actually have forgotten how we know what we're doing. So if you think about driving, you do most of it without thinking about it at all. If you think about riding a bike, you do most of it without thinking at all. And it's that process that we need to get to. But in order to get there, we need to be curious with ourselves about what do we not know. If you haven't got an answer to that straight away, that's okay. Just plant that question in your mind and eventually you'll start finding that some answers will come back to you with that. Okay, so then the next question is, what do we need to know? So in order to be able to do that practice, what do we need to know? You may not need to be going off and learning something brand new. This could be, I need to know how to write better dialogue. Okay, let's just spend the next month focusing on writing dialogue. Let's test it out. Let's pass it over to alpha readers and ask them, what do you think of this section of dialogue? They'll give you some feedback that helps you to understand what you need to know. Therefore, you can then get on and improve that process of writing dialogue. Then the next question is, how are we going to know? So if you're thinking about how we're going to know, that's where you can start to think to yourself about, do I need to go on a course? Do I need to read a book, listen to a podcast? Or do I use my alpha and beta readers? Probably your alpha readers as you're going through this stage. And that can then help you to get the feedback, get understanding. You may also think of using a coach, or you might just keep on asking yourself questions, or you'll do that process of practicing. So if you just sit there every day and write down 10 lines of dialogue, you may get better at writing your dialogue. Stephanie Butland said to me once, write the dialogue without any tags. Just write it down and go back later and add in the tags, add in anything you want to put in there around the dialogue, any narrative that you want to put in there or any description that you want to put in there. And maybe that's how you will know whether you're doing well with your practice of writing dialogue. 
Then the last question, what will we do once we know? It's okay to get better and still need to practice some more, for example. Or you might find it a case of, well, I now know what I don't know. I need to find somebody I can learn this from and go off and start watching what other people are doing around dialogue or whatever it is you decide is your thing. But the other question that's linked to that, the opposite of it is, what will we do if we still don't know? So that's about then understanding how are you going to help yourself know and understand that this is a gap for you. But keep in mind, this is about staying focused on process and practice over product. So these questions aren't about trying to help you write a a completed novel that gives you the outcome of a novel. These are questions to ask yourself that help you focus on the open-endedness so that you can focus on process and practice rather than product. And if you think of product as being something that comes from replicable process. So that's a process you can repeat in the same way again and again and again. Then actually, you do need to do a lot of practice with that. My daughter used to play flute. I'd love it if she still did. She was a phenomenal flautist and has played on stage on some amazing stages and with some amazing flautists. And she would practice the same phrases in a piece of music again and again and again until she could repeat it without ever making a mistake. And I heard somebody once when we were at an event that she was attending to do with improving as a musician. And they said, there's a huge difference between the amateur and the professional. The amateur practices until they get it right. The professional practices until they never get it wrong. And that's that thing about having a process that you can replicate so that you can then create that end product again and again and again. So if you're going to be somebody who is an overnight success, remember I said there's no such thing as an overnight success, but if you're going to be that overnight success, I think the way in which we get there is to focus on process and practice over product focus on the experience way ahead of the outcome, having that curiosity, being investigative so that we can discover and know and understand what it is that we need to do to be able to become a better and better writer. So that's my challenge for you for this week is to think about focusing on the practice of writing. Go and write some utter rubbish like I'm writing at the moment. Know that it can be a deleted scene. Know that you can just bin it after you've written it or bin it in six months time. But by writing it, you are involved in that process of practice over product. There you go. I hope you found that helpful. Happy writing. May the words flow for you as you focus on your practice. And I'll see you on the next episode.